This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time now for the Therapeutic Green Room with psychologist Simi Desor. Welcome to the Therapeutic Green Room, the space in between where we can talk about concerns, worries, challenges, thoughts and joys with me, Simi Desor. I'm a registered psychologist working in Christchurch, New Zealand, and today I want to talk about how we can stand up for ourselves and others by developing our assertiveness skills. Assertiveness is a skill regularly referred to in social and communication skills training. Being assertive means being able to stand up for your own or other people's rights in a calm and positive way without being either passive, quietly accepting something that is inappropriate or seems wrong, being passive-aggressive or aggressive. So let's unpack these different styles. Let's look at passive. This is an emotionally dishonest way of responding to situations. It's indirect and inhibited. If we're passive, we're denying ourselves and underlying it, blaming someone else or highly apologetic. The other person's rights and needs take precedence over ours if we choose to behave in a passive way in any kind of confronting situation. The second way of responding to situations is passive-aggressive. This too is emotionally dishonest, indirect. It's self-denying at first, self-enhancing at the expense of others later on. So for example, it's saying things like, I subtly make clear that my rights and needs prevail eventually. The third way of responding to situations that are challenging are by being aggressive. This is inappropriately honest and direct. It's highly aggressive and expressive. And aggressiveness is about attacking, blaming, trying to gain control. It's self-enhancing at the expense of others. So I boldly insist, either verbally or physically, that my rights and needs are more important than yours. The fourth and most effective communication tool and way of responding is assertiveness. This is appropriately honest. It's direct. It's self-enhancing, expressive, self-confident, empathetic to the emotions of everybody involved. So this is where I would clearly express that we both have rights and needs and try and meet those rights and needs in a calm, compassionate way. Assertive behavior has respect at the very core of all communication. So we're respecting the other person by being direct and kind 
and we're respecting ourselves as worthy by being honest and straightforward. Aggressive behavior, on the other hand, has ego at the very core. Assertive behavior is focused with a high listening acuity. Aggressive behavior interrupts more than listens. So what would this look like in life? Imagine that someone has cut in a queue in front of you when you're waiting in a long line and have been waiting for a wee while. If it bothers you, how would you respond? Would you get cross or would you quite gently and kindly say, excuse me, I have been waiting for a wee while. The queue actually ends behind me. That would be perhaps the more assertive way of responding. Assertiveness is the ability to speak up for ourselves in a way that's honest and respectful. Every day we're in situations where being assertive can help us. For example, it's like asking someone on a date requires assertiveness. Approaching a teacher with a question requires assertiveness. Negotiating with a family member or doing well at a job interview all require assertiveness. You could be grumpy at a job interview, you could take offense to a question that's asked, or you could very kindly initiate your own qualities in those situations. As a communication style and strategy, assertiveness can be distinguished from both aggression and passivity. How people deal with personal boundaries, their own and those of others, helps to distinguish between these concepts. Passive communicators do not defend their own personal boundaries and thus allow aggressive people to manipulate or push them through fear. Passive communicators are also typically not likely to risk trying to influence anyone else. Passive communicators are also typically not likely to try risking or influencing anyone else. Aggressive people do not respect the personal boundaries of others and thus, thus are liable to harm others while trying to influence them. A person communicates assertively by overcoming fear of speaking his or her mind or trying to influence others, but doing so in a way that respects the personal boundaries of others. So, Take my example before of being cut, somebody cutting in line in front of me. I could go tap the person on the shoulder and say, hey, get out of my way. I don't think that would be kind. I don't think that would be compassionate. It would be aggressive. So how do I set my personal boundaries? It is, as I described before, just tapping the shoulder, person on the shoulder perhaps, or just walking up closely behind them or beside them and saying, excuse me, and then putting my own point of view forward and setting that boundary. Assertive people are also willing to defend themselves against aggressive people. So it might be, again, dropping your voice and calmly engaging. So what do we watch out for? Many people, when trying out assertive behavior for the first time, find that they go too far and become aggressive. Uh, 
They think they're standing up for themselves, but in fact, their behavior is not assertive. It can be demanding and aggressive. The way to counter this is to remember that your thoughts, your feelings, desires, and needs count, but so do those of the other person or people you're engaging with. Being assertive is not about one-upmanship. It's about cooperation. It is about not diminishing yourself, but it's also about setting up a win-win situation for everyone involved. There are certain characteristics that assertive people seem to display, and these include feeling comfortable in expressing their feelings, thoughts, desires, and needs. Secondly, they're also able to initiate and maintain comfortable relationships with other people. Thirdly, assertive people are aware of their rights and their value. Fourth, they have control over their emotions, particularly their anger responses. This doesn't mean that a person who's assertive doesn't feel anger or that he or she represses it or avoids it. It means that they have learned how to control their anger responses and express themselves more appropriately. They can talk about it in a reasonable manner. Next, assertive people are willing to negotiate with others rather than always wanting their own way or giving in to others. They tend to have positive self-esteem. Lastly, assertive people enter friendships from an I count my needs and I count your needs as well. So they approach relationships with a reciprocal advantage point of view. There are three C's of assertive communication. There's confidence. You believe in your ability to handle a situation. The second is being clear. The message you have is clear and easy to understand. Third is controlled. You deliver information in a calm and controlled manner. Let's explore a situation. Imagine your best friend and you have had a fight over something that seems big. Let's choose something simple and work through the three C's. The first, confidence. Includes being aware of your personal rights and your value. For example, self-aware enough to know that as a human, you have the right to be treated with dignity and respect. And secondly, you're worthy of those. And so is the other person. Our self-worth is not at the expense of another. For example, you may not want to hurt your friend and you don't want to get hurt but you're aware of the longer-term implications of giving in or your friend giving in. Both of you will resent each other over time. So it's about opening up that conversation confidently. The second, clarity, has to do with an awareness of technique and message. We need to be aware of the difference between non-assertive and assertiveness. If we're not assertive, and an issue arises, do you become passive-aggressive? Or do you become aggressive or passive when you become indifferent or avoid it? 
the thing to become clear about is what you want or need. What are the other person's wants or needs? What is the message? For example, going back to our friendship thing, if there was an issue between you and your friend, the bigger picture is that you still want to be friends. This is an issue. This is not the friendship. So focus on that friendship. Have clarity around the long-term game. The third thing is control. This is how to navigate those messages and wants and needs in a calm and controlled way. For example, one, you express your positive feelings. Second, you express your negative feelings clearly, firmly, kindly. Three, set clear expectations and boundaries. And lastly, be clear that you're worthy and so is the other person. One example of this recently was Kamala Harris amidst the vice presidential debate with Mike Pence. She expressed clearly that she was going to answer the questions, smiled and said, I am speaking. She put her boundary in place and identified that what she had to say was worthwhile and significant. And it was appropriate that the other party listen, and she was underlying it, saying that she was willing to do the same. So imagine you find yourself in a challenging situation. Instead of going along, getting quietly frustrated or getting angry, there might be some things you could say or do to shift the situation. So let's look at some of these tips. There are a few techniques to use in pretty much any situation. Firstly, begin by questioning. Begin by maintaining an active curiosity about what the other person means. In a situation where someone was being quite racist, I actually asked the person, I said, can you clarify what you mean? When he repeated what he was saying, he actually began his own voice clarified for him that what he was saying was not okay. And I didn't have to go any further than that. Secondly, identify your wants and needs and be prepared to ask for them. Stand up for them. What is your area of interest? What are your wants and needs? Thirdly, learn to say no without guilt. No, that's not okay. I'm not comfortable with what you're saying. Let go of guilt in general. Next, this is super important. It took me years to learn this, actually. Take your time. You don't have to cave into pressure, and you don't need to react immediately. I know there are some people out there that are very quick at repartee. I am not one of them. It actually takes me a long time to think about things. So I remember this advice from a long time ago. Somebody said to me, you don't have to react or respond immediately. Take your time. And lastly, practice. This is a big part of getting the hang of assertiveness. Take the time to practice. You might have a few phrases up your sleeve that are to the point 
direct and clear to stop the comments or assert your point of view. For example, if you hear a sexist comment, you could try a simple direct response like, hey, that's just not cool. It pays to role play things with a friend or on your own in front of your mirror. If there are things that are upsetting you, practice how you're going to respond when you face to face with the other person or imagine some things that upset you that tend to come up regularly and try role playing. Try writing out a scenario and saying something that you would feel comfortable with. So, assertiveness is really the quality of being self-assured and confident without being aggressive. Assertiveness is a skill that can be learned as in an effective mode of communication. It is considered a critical life skill for adults and children alike. I work with children as well as adults, and I know there are a number of playground situations that children have learned to scale up from simple, stop it, I don't like it, to more complex situations. It's about knowing your self-worth and being able to stand up for it. This week, I invite you to reflect on how you respond to challenging situations and people. Are you passive and quietly take what's thrown at you? Are you passive-aggressive by either avoiding or resisting indirectly? Are you aggressive with outwardly angry responses, either verbally or physically? Or are you assertive by directly, confidently, but kindly standing up for yourself and others? If you're not using your assertiveness skills, how could you do so? This week, pick any situation and see if you can have a go. Firstly, express your positive feelings. Get comfortable with your range of feelings and try just expressing positive feelings in the first instance. Secondly, try to express negative feelings clearly. So, my positive feelings would be expressed by saying, hey, I really appreciate your friendship. My negative feeling to follow on from that would be something like, and I'd like to continue to be friends, but what you said to me really hurt my feelings and I didn't appreciate it. That would be me expressing my negative feelings. Thirdly, set clear expectations and boundaries. So to my friend, I might say, Actually, I'm not comfortable with being spoken to like that. And that's where my boundary lies. My expectation in friendships is to be spoken to kindly. And finally, be clear that you're worth it. And you might need to express that to your friend and say, Look, I think you're super valuable, but so am I. And I think I deserve to be treated a little bit better. I encourage you to have a go at trying these. And if you don't get it right the first time, that's okay. Remember, this is a skill that we learn and continue to develop. We need to be kind to ourselves and each other.
because in kindness and through compassion, we will find our individual and collective strength. Thank you for connecting with me today. Be well, and I hope you go well. Mm -hmm.